What up, Weed and Grub listeners? If you're like us, then you're curious about the all-natural benefits of cannabis and how it can boost your mood, creativity, and overall well-being. That's why we're so excited to tell you about Sweet Life by Quinn. Sweet Life is an alt-cannabis brand that explores cannabinoids found in hemp like Delta-9, Delta-8, and HHC to create unique formulas and experiences. I heard you bend the Q in unique just there. Unique. <laughs> Some of the unique flavors <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Peanut butter marshmallow cookies, dark chocolate cappuccino cookies. What's the one back there? Uh, they've got toffee Oreo. Ooh, let me see that. Orange pistachio. I love a toffee Oreo. Go check everything out at myquinn.com. And one of the cool things about them is that all their products are Farm Bill compliant, meaning that you can buy legally in all 50 states. What if you live in Alabama? Yep. What if you live in Arkansas? Is it a state? If it's a state. Yep. Happiness? You're good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Sweet Life is offering Weed and Grub listeners an exclusive offer for 30% off with code Weed and Grub. Go to myquin.com, that's M Y Q W I N.com, and use code Weed and Grub for 30% off. That's a lot of percent. Get yourself some toffee Oreo. Get yourself some peach rosin. Yep. Check out Sweet Life. What up, everyone? It's Mike. I'm just shouting out Boston Market really quick because I am working with them to raise money for the Red Cross. Uh, they also have new chicken rotisserie nuggets that are quite good. I had the spicy. It made me cough and it made me sneeze. And that was a nice feeling because it made me feel alive. Speaking of alive, if you want to donate to the Red Cross, please go to the link in my bio and donate some money. Even if you can't afford to donate, um, it's important that you know that I teamed up with Boston Market and we're donating $1,000 to the Red Cross. And that feels really good. So if you want to be involved, go to my Instagram at GlazerBooHooHoo, leave a comment on a post, you might win 100 bucks, and um, we're donating some money. So if you want to donate or try those brand new chicken rotisserie nugs, um, you know, do it. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. So I'm thankful for you when <laughs> people come up to us when we're just like walking around, hanging out, and they're like, can you take a picture of our group? And I panic. And I'm always like, hell no, I'm not doing that. And then you do it. And then you're so good at it. And you make people happy. And so I just wanted to start this pod by saying thank you for taking group photos of strangers when we're together. Oh, well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that a great deal. Um, I don't, you literally dodged the the phone that was being handed to you by that person at the hayride. The yeah, I ran away hayride. from it like it was a lit torch. You, you like, you did like a, like a matrix kind of bullet time move to get out of that guy's way. And you were like, she'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. Oh, it was perfect. And especially, I think my favorite thing about that photo situation that had all of the elements of a great taking pictures of strangers photo session, successful photo session, because I was perfectly baked. So like framing up a picture when, when you're feeling like that just feels so good because you feel like you're making some real art, you know? And everyone who was in the picture was a group of friends who were like, I mean, they were so hot. They all looked very cool. They were crazy hot. It was a group of 12? Yeah, like it was like Euphoria come to life. It, it was, was crazy. They were mad sexy. Yeah. Like every one of them dressed in like their full fucking outfits. They kind of looked like a like they were all on a dance crew or something because there were like <laughs> elements that tied them together as a friend group. <laughs> they were all young and very fucking beautiful. 
And they handed us their phone and then they got up and they posed in front of that like weird kind of scary pumpkin statue. It was three pumpkins stacked on top of each other yeah. like a fountain. Yeah. And the lighting was perfect. And I was looking at it and I was feeling that glow of like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a real good job. And I took a bunch of pictures and then I handed them the phone back. And then I had an internal meltdown that you had to talk me out of. <laughs> Yeah, because then you got weird. Like you did such a good job that you got weird about it. I did get weird because I want everyone to be my friend. And we walked away from them and they were so cool. And I took those pictures and they looked so good in those pictures that are going to be all over the Instagrams. And I was like, oh, number one, I should have asked them like if they should, they could tag me. <laughs> and also make sure that they're happy with the photos. And you were like, please don't go back and talk to them. Please. <laughs> So do you guys like me? And do you have any notes? I'll do it again. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm at this is Mary Jane underscore. I mean, the underscore is a real nightmare, but I couldn't get that this is Mary Jane because someone else has it, but I'm actually, I have a podcast. Ah! <laughs> they me. are all slowly backing away from you. Like you are the scariest thing at this haunted house. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That fucking the random needy woman. <laughs> random fucking white woman wandering around just like trying to be friends. No. <laughs> what is your technique though for taking photos? photos for people when they ask because part of my panic is wanting to do a good job but not knowing what anyone would want oh you yeah have a technique you got to take uh both landscape and portrait mode like horizontal and vertical word got to take a bunch of different angles because some people only want to be captured from down low so they look like tall and impressive for me my best angle is when you when you're like up high and i'm like looking up at you so it gives my neck a little length and kind of minimizes my body size okay. and shape in a way that like makes me feel better about myself in photos interesting okay <laughs> so when you're taking a group photo like that you were yep. hitting up down left right levels baby portrait landscape it's about the levels nice yeah my second thought after i dodged a bullet and you did it because mm -hmm. we were at a haunted house was like i'm not gonna be a part of your alibi i bet one oh. of you fucking dipped off for 15 minutes to kill someone in the woods and then came back and was like i've been here the whole time and i'm not getting involved i've seen too many crime shows wow. i know that the group photo is it is an alibi for um for murder <laughs> wow that's my thinking okay that's very specific it is crime season i guess it's crime season and mm -hmm. hot young teens love to do crime we all know it hot teens doing crime <laughs> is what's up <laughs> if you haven't seen lost boys maybe take a look at that documentary <laughs> oh my god my favorite movie of all time yeah truly if Kiefer sutherland was floating outside your window would you let him in if yes you were <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Jason Patrick. I mean, come on. The whole that whole cast. Jamie Gertz. I mean, people listening to this, probably people listening to this who are too young to even really know Lost Boys, but that like epitomized my teen years. That was like the hottest, sexiest, vampiriest. Ooh, it was so good. Yeah. And yes, I would I'd let them all in. They can all come in. They're <laughs> all invited in. Come on in. Every vampire. Come How in. are you spelling that that C word? C U M in to come on into my house. <laughs> You're all invited. We're gonna have a big old vampire sex party. Awesome. It's gonna be great. Well, that's a great intro. <laughs> What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And uh, hot vampire sex, hot evidently. Hot vampire sex, And yeah. fantastic guests, like our wonderful guest today. What up, Roger? What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I kept my composure through that. It was so good. And I'm a big fan of The Lost Boys. One of the first books I ever read in, in school. Like, it kept my attention. And all vampire shit except for Twilight, so... Whoa. Okay. First, I didn't know that Lost Boys was a book. You just blew my freaking mind. Yeah. Really? I hope so, because maybe I'm on the wrong thing. Okay. Let me see. 
It doesn't matter. You read vampire books. No, I don't read books at all. I was really accomplished because the book that I read was something that you guys were talking about. (laughs) That's amazing. Wait, do you did you like um like you said all vampire stuff except Twilight? Yeah, I'm not a big trilogies person. Right. Did you like the um, Blade movies? Love Blade. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the one on HBO? True Blood. True Blood. That had hot sex. Oh my gosh! Come on in. (laughs) You're all invited. Come on in. I often say like I would easily be transitioned to a vampire it was it wouldn't take much like much for me at all wait yes yes who wouldn't want to get bit a lot of people don't want to get bit apparently are you like, out of your mind yeah i mean yeah. immortality sounds kind of like a drag yeah know? but like super speed i'm i'm not just like oh let's live in la like i'm living in la i'm living in london i'm living in paris i'm giving like each of those their own like lifetime yes so, and then i'm not going back like it'd have to be a checklist so i'm not even intertwining and shit yeah like imagine you just... vampires in dubai i don't think vampires have been to dubai because it's new and man-made so whoa true that that would be something that only could happen in this time it couldn't be like 1865 in that's dubai. right fucking space station or, vampires but if you were a dubai vampire in 1865 you could buy all that land boom because, and then like it's kind of over. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like a trillionaire. You stopped it from happening. You stopped Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> but vampires don't time travel. So a vampire in 1865 oh, right. wouldn't have known what was coming. Yeah. That's my you're biggest just living fear. living in the moment. If, if I can be vulnerable for a moment, my biggest fear if a vampire bit me is that I would, um, I'm too dumb to become that millionaire vampire because they all seem to have shit on lock. Oh, yeah. As, and they always get wealth. I don't think I'm smart enough to like be, I think I'd still be like middle class vampire my whole life. My least favorite <laughs> thing about vampires is like one of my least favorite things about certain types of people is that like heyday person. It's like, oh, back in my day. And I feel like that's what all vampires do is like, oh, back in my day, we were having these crazy vampire sex orgies. And like, you know, it's all about when things were great. Yeah. Like, what about now? Because if yeah. you're a good one, you're just living the life now. Yeah. A forward-thinking vampire. Yeah, get out of here with that nostalgia shit. It's <laughs> so funny. The weird lace cuffs. Yeah, get out of <laughs> here. Still dressing like 1865. Yeah, come on. Like, update. Yeah, Be cool. Alexander Wang. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Ooh, yeah. yes. That's what great. was so good, I think, about Blade was like they, they felt of the moment yeah. and fucking yeah. like truly terrifying too. Yes. Like those actual jaw opening creatures. <laughs> no, that was a lot. No. So I would want to be only sexy vampire. Like yeah. I don't like what was the one that had the diamond skin? I don't know which. Oh, rendition. in a movie? Yeah, they were like their skin was like. Is it a Will Smith movie? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, that was Twilight. Oh, it's Twilight. Okay. Let's see. None of us know. <laughs> None of us know because I know that it happened, but I don't like it. So the extent of my Twilight knowledge is we were on tour and we were driving through the place that Twilight happens, the actual location, and there was a sandwich called the who was Robert Pattinson's. Edward, I think. Edward. It was called the Edward, and it was roast beef and cheddar. <laughs> That's like the extent of my knowledge is there's a sandwich in that place. Is that a compliment? I don't know. To be a roast beef and cheddar? No, I don't think so. It's a bit of a diss from the people of Forks, Washington. Forks. They were like, yeah, yeah. we're going to make him up. And I think like, yeah, the Bella was like a chicken panini. Like, it's super <laughs> fucking basic. I did go to one restaurant, completely off subject, but similar, and they had a Roger Sterling. My name is Roger Sterling, and I didn't know anything about Mad Men at the time. And they're like, it was a drink called the Roger Sterling. And I was like, well, I have to get that. And I showed them my ID. It gives me a free one. And I'm like, it was a white Russian. I'm not a white Russian, but it was tasty. Okay. That's cool. cool. I liked it. And I started watching Mad Men a little bit. Yeah. It was slower than most vampire shit. So (laughs) definitely. I I didn't stick with Uh, it. We can go so many directions, but on the vampire tip, have you ever seen Let the Right One In? 
as a film. <laughs> Not except for when Mary Jane was just saying it. Just come on <laughs> about, in. About come on. Have you ever seen that vampire porn? Let them all in. Let them all in. <laughs> come over to my house right now. <laughs> all doors and windows are open. Are open. <laughs> This is, and you have to welcome them. I will them. be lying in the circle of candles on my bed, naked and waiting. <laughs> imagine in 2022, it's like on ring, you have to let them in, right? You know, you have to give them permission. To yeah. Get, so you're like, I'm already in the room. Just come on in. Just come on. <laughs> come on in. A little Postmates robot yeah. is delivering a bunch of fruit up I love to the it. front door. I got Postmates. I just ordered up some, some blood for you. Yeah. There you go. That would be great. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, I wanted to go somewhere. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, Please, but I'm nope. excited. This is so fun. But on the sandwich drink sterling tip, have you all ever thought about what you would want your food or drink to be named after you before? Well, I guess you know that you have But the you Roger didn't feel sterling. the white Russian, right? I didn't feel it. Because like, yeah. I don't even drink. Right. At so all. I just wanted to try it. The I ganja. did drink then. Right. But I don't know. I'm going to think about that. That's Do you have like really a ganja good. guru... Uh, Oh special goodness. like a dish or something i love food mm-hmm. so i'm i'm over here thinking now about what it could be i met someone a, a couple of weeks ago and they were like they're you know they're always like what could you live with what would be your one thing that you would live with if you couldn't live with anything else and they were like lemonade would be their food that Whoa. they had for the food of choice for the rest of life if they were straight on an island lemonade and it seems so crazy but it it makes sense to me more than i think about it mm-hmm. but it's making me want to think now. So I would say like some, mm, maybe can of butter. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe like can of butter because I could just eat that. Yep. And it could, I mean, I guess I couldn't use it on other things. Let me think. You go yeah. first. Yeah, maybe yeah. by the end yeah, of the Yeah, we'll pod, come back. Everybody has to say that. Well, for cream corner. We'll do a cream corner. Oh, we'll do a cream corner where we all get to say what our we'll dishes. say our dishes. I like that. Okay, cool. Well, that was a little bit of foreshadowing. This yeah, is like a good that. lead in to just to, to like let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you do because we have you here. I mean, there's so much to get into with you, but it's really exciting to have you on the podcast as the Ganja Guru. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's um, and you just handed me, I mean, for anyone who's not watching the YouTube, uh, Roger just handed me a shine paper, which is a 24 karat gold paper. What is this that I'm smoking? We are smoking some Stutz by um, fin- the Finesse Farms, the Finest Farms. Finesse or Finest, I'm not Hell really yes. Sure. I just met them at a party a couple of days ago, and it was it was pretty terpy. So. <laughs> awesome. well, I've never smoked a gold paper before. I've been off of blunts in general for the last week <coughs> really and yeah because i was just having a bunch oh of that's blood. good yeah 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 tobacco, and hitting you in the throat love hate yeah and, um, and so i felt like this would be a blunt but not at all tobacco yeah so, and this was a big celebratory moment so why not it's so um lemony it's that's nice really nice very great. terpy the flower's great. so yeah let's just say well can you just tell us our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do before we yeah. get into like some of you some of the stuff that's going on for you right now absolutely yeah my name is roger um i am traditionally an actor model host farmer content creator um craft service specialist traditionally yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm from alabama tennessee right on the alabama tennessee line and I moved to L.A. maybe 12 years ago to pursue the entertainment industry. So I've done acting, modeling, and um, hosting. And I got switched over to the food service in that time. So that's always going to be a big, big heart piece of mine is the food. And a lot of my friends work in production. So mm-hmm. I actually kind of was getting in trouble for being that model on set that was... <laughs> 
you know, smoking on my breaks. Yeah. And I was always getting reprimanded by my agents. And so I kind of got these little waves of doing food that was making more money and less stress than than having to to be somebody else's definition of what is yes for right now. And like feeding people makes people so happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into this little wave of craft services. You know what craft services is? Like for on set stuff? On set craft services. Mm-hmm. When I came out, I was working for other people doing catering. And that's the meals, the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But then I got this cool little pocket of craft service. And that's like pretty much like this. Having the snacks, the coffee, the tea, the water, gum, all those things. Like for the whole duration of a set. Mm-hmm. So I've been on set the whole time of my LA experience. And... Like that made. is one of the most important parts of yeah. being on set. Oh my is gosh. craft, keeping mm-hmm. everyone happy. Oh my gosh, you set the tone. Yeah, like you, the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you being there and like making people smile and having delicious treats for like it's so important. Man. People don't realize like yes, director, photographer, talent is important, but get to a set that you're most excited about and let there not be a beautiful spread of food there. You're in a bad mood mm-hmm. because you thought like, oh, I'm getting ready to come put forth my craft, my talent. I don't even have coffee. I don't have water. Mm-hmm. If they don't have water, you're pissed. Mm-hmm. But if you come in and I'm here with like a big smile and you've got your hydration station, your snacks that are nostalgic to you, mm-hmm. you're going to be super excited. You're going to be comfortable. So those are things that really make the entertainment that we see on a daily basis kind of thrive. I've seen like, I mean, I've made scrambled eggs for Janelle Monet. I did. <laughs> Get the I, I fuck was out literally like Wait, the craft really? service for Sunday service for um, Kanye Sunday service. Whoa. Like, and, and how big was that? Was that like hundreds of people? Hundred and well, hundred plus members of the choir. Whoa! Yes, and I just take, took care of the choir, mm-hmm. like the choir and and Yay on on occasions. He has his own people, but like the choirs, hot water, coffee, tea, um, ginger chews, like oh. things to make their. I mean, they sing eight hours a day. Yeah, so you're not serving like probably all that much dairy and so like a lot of no. stuff to like keep everything clear and, and, and like clean. When he's and... on some gluten free, everybody's gluten free. Wow. If he's on vegan, everybody's on vegan. He's on the same, he's only paying for the diet that they're getting. So a lot of times I'm having to pull paleo, but also, you know, no dairy and, and think of things that are really good for the vocalist, but also things that are within his criteria of what, what mm-hmm. should be done. And you don't want to be so repetitive in the food that you're doing that people get over it if you're with them six days a week for eight hours a day. Right. So you're trying to like be creative with that. I mean, energetic with the food you're bringing. Mm -hmm. You want them to be excited. So I've done and seen so many things in the food world that like. That's so rad. So (laughs) disclaimer and question. Disclaimer, Kanye (laughs) has been and continues to be and will always be doing Kanye shit that we all know about removing all of that from Sunday service. Some of those videos I've seen on YouTube, I still watch today because they make my skin stand on end. So like, what were you there while these communal expressions of love were happening? And what was that like? Some of the most beautiful moments that I've ever witnessed in life. Like, you know, um, the day that we found out Kobe passed, I was just walking out of Sunday service with all these people. Um, And it was one of those moments that, was like, oh my gosh, this is like harmonic, it's beautiful. But then you have this this Mack truck hit you. Yeah. And that was a Grammy Sunday too. So they oh, were already planning right. to do um, a Grammy midnight Sunday service, but they ended up doing this crazy shift to where it was a Mamba midnight Sunday service. Mm-hmm. So it was 
supposed to be all this celebratory energy, but then it was just like sadness and, you know, but getting to see them make moments like that, that I'll never forget. And people will never forget, you know, that was, um, and not just on moments that are like big like that, even just in rehearsal. Yeah. The choir is some of the best singers that you'll ever hear in your life and hearing them just go through their process. Like I, I didn't, you know, a lot, we're in LA. So a lot of people would do, would be video and I'm not at all going to do that because that's going to make sure that you <laughs> don't ever get your stuff, yeah. your jobs again. <laughs> yeah. But like even just, just hearing it on the daily was like the biggest gift for me and just being able to, to know that this could be like contributing to this art is my workforce and that's a gift in itself like you know i never would have thought that that would be a thing that i could do but to be able to to provide nourishment for these people that are providing nourishment for other people is is insane so i got to see a real super real aspect of that i feel like you know um and i i, I would never talk bad about about any of that process just because those people are in it Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, mm -hmm. seeing little kids at that thing on video, like dancing up and down and just being swept away by music and like mm -hmm. everyone around that, like yeah. shit's real, man. Definitely so a different good. experience. One that you can never imagine until you until you can see it. But um, like like you said, skin standing on yeah. on edge. Do you think, oh, well, mm, I don't want to go that deep. That's a too deep of a question. But your Instagram is Ganja Guru. Yeah. Uh, so are you a religious dude, spiritual dude? You're from Alabama. I'm and from that's Alabama, a the religious Bible Belt. Yeah. yeah, I was always raised in the church. I was baptized super young. My granddad was a pastor. My oh. other grandma was in, in church all the time. Like my parents always in church. I don't necessarily find myself in too much organized religion anymore because I find that, you know, spirituality is a journey and it's a thing you have to navigate on your own. And I appreciate all that classical religion put into me as a child, but the way that I can express it now is so much bigger than what religion is or um, you know, having to be at a at a church on Sunday. Yeah. So that was really cool to see people take a traditional meeting form but not have to have a traditional delivery method uh-huh and the location can be anywhere anywhere you can you can be spiritual anywhere yeah this is church yo yeah yes <laughs> yeah. that's awesome man i love that so much yo can that be a real okay yeah, yeah this is church <laughs> yeah. yeah wow so how did Ganja Guru evolved from, did that come about as you were in LA and you were yeah, sort of tying things together? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I left all that out. Sorry. Um, so I was that guy who was always on set. People know me for cannabis. I've been consuming since I was uh, my senior year in high school, but on a daily since like my, my freshman year of college, I got to see professionals that were my, my mentors and peers consume before work, consume after work and see, but also hiding their consumption and see how that that can affect a, a life. But out here, I was able to um, really just <laughs> ironically have, you know, we have to make those seven streams of income. So like I was having to not be Roger smoking weed. It had to be something else. So like on my Instagram, when I came out here, of course, we're all looking at our brand. My personal is Roger this. And I didn't want to have smoking on there because the casting directors are looking and all the brands are looking at me. You don't want to be this toxic version of something. Mm -hmm. That so, shit costs you jobs, just oh. for real. When somebody goes on your IG and they see weed and smoke and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. for a lot of brands and a lot of advertisers, I would assume maybe some modeling companies, it's just easier to not 
have that be a low key side cosine yeah. to your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But then I was also seeing just people that were super cool and innovative in the way that they were touching people's like hearts and changing people's minds about the stigma of cannabis. So like some of my first introductions were um, to people like the weed Jesus or the mommy Jane or um, green goddess glow, Dijonet and like the can of cup for all these people that had these personalities where yes, they knew who they were, but they knew what they were offering as well. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to to bring in this like this this cannabis piece of me? And I had the first thing I did was went to this event called Sushis and Doobies. And it was uh, an event where you could learn how to roll your own sushi and roll your own weed. It was by the High Dining Club. Shout out to my friend Barbie. Um, she put that on. Mm -hmm. And I'd had no idea, but a friend D told me about it. And I was like, well, I can't afford that ticket, but tell tell them if they need any hands or whatever, I can be an assistant. It's like, I really want to start learning about this thing. And they said, yes, come on out. You can be like, we don't know where you, we'll use you, but we'll use you. So it's called Sushi and Doobies. But I was just thinking if it's going to be sushi, I would dress on theme. So I go there in this like kimono that I got from Goodwill that was like $2. So sick. So everybody thought so that I worked sick. at the event. They're asking okay. me stuff about it. And I'm like... I don't know. This is my first one. This is my first thing. So people were talking to me about it. But then, of course, like the the powers that be were able to see like how the gravitation was going and how like I was engaging. I was magnetized because I was young and new to this energy. But um, after that, I don't even know the moment that the ganja guru came, but mm -hmm. I, I had the page. I had the email and Clubhouse was when I, oh, I had yeah. to start like. Um, I got to be in these rooms and I've, of course I could have been in the model rooms, but those were boring. You're hearing people. A in, model room on Clubhouse? Oh my God. <laughs> what does that oh even gosh. sound like? It was I so crazy. Imagine. It's people in Chicago talking about telling people how to have a successful career in modeling. And I'm just like, yes, that you can do that. But also I'm in LA and knowing that people that are successful models sometimes don't even have a couch. So like, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to hear those rooms. I want to be out of that space. So I yeah. got to be in these cannabis rooms where they're talking about you know um policy weed clubhouse was where it was at weed clubhouse was where it was at and i'm getting in here i'm spilling my passion and all i'm i, I literally started getting flooded with like followers that i didn't want on my talent page because talent is, is the things where it's not smoking yeah so I, I i changed my instagram on clubhouse over from roger to ganja guru yeah and that was the moment that like I had this club, this room on Clubhouse called ASMR Blunt Sound. So, you know, we were doing oh, great policy talk on, during the day. But I just wanted this time at the it's end where we could, in. like, come on and just be chill and talk shit and, and be goofy, but support each other as well. Like, have that that chill version of the same people that we were having pro, um, professional conversations with. So that grew into like 5,000 people Whoa. in that little two months thing really quick. Like, All the were, models came over? It was people yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm just tapping in from Africa or Japan and like, I just want to hit this hit this joint with y'all real quick and then I'm going to go to bed. Like, you know, it was crazy. Because uh, this would have been 2020, right? This was like the pandemic, full yeah. lockdown. This was full lockdown. Everyone yeah. needed to connect so much. That's so cool that that moment just like was put in. I have like, no idea how it happened because people still now I didn't I'm very sketchy about social media and putting my identity out there and um, and identity theft and all that. So I put my name instead of Roger on Clubhouse. I split it up and put Ra as my first name, Ja as my last name. So it's this whole group of people that identify with me as Ra that call me Ra 
from Clubhouse. And that's who they know me as, you uh -huh. know. They don't know me as Roger, like, you know. You may be the sun god. This may be <laughs> And that was intentional, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I always shout out the sun god, but also the moon god, you know, like, and, and the goddesses. But that was, the Clubhouse was when the momentum came. And then, you know, we got to be outside and see the same people we were talking to. I'm in L.A., so... Yeah. A lot of the people who are moving and shaking are in LA. I see you at every cool thing. <laughs> I always am like, up, oh, yep. I was, I was, <laughs> if, it's so funny. If it's funny. a cool thing, Roger's here. <laughs> I, I'm going to probably be there. But like, I also, be, I love to be inside. But like, you know, I, I, I like to be the reserve about where we are. But it's not cool because I'm there. You know, it's cool because it's cool and we happen to be there. You yeah, know, yeah. If, you, if you're there to see, you're there to see too. You know, totally. I, I'm, I'm half the time on the other side of the country. So I feel like I'm always missing out on a bunch of the cool shit too, because- There's never ending cool stuff going on all the time. There's so cool much stuff. cool stuff happening. There is, there is, I agree. That's so rad. <laughs> you wanna get to the news? Yeah. yeah. We'll do a little news. Talk yeah, yeah, news. yeah. All right. Um, hang on a second, because we have a wonderful sponsor for the news. Our uh, news segment is presented by Quinn. They're an all cannabinoid brand. And um, Sweet Life by Quinn is uh, explores all cannabinoids found in hemp, such as Delta 9, Delta 8, and HHC to create unique formulas and experiences. Sweet Life offers everything you love about cannabis and all their products are farm bill compliant, meaning you can buy legally in all 50 states. And right now they are offering our listeners an exclusive offer for 30% off with the code weed and grub. So go check them out. Uh, you will find everything you need to know to find them in our show notes. And we dig them. Thanks, Quinn. Thanks, That's Quinn. Really tight. Thanks, Quinn. How Thanks. good was that read? That was really good. And oh. I just was taking it in and really impressed by that. <laughs> right. Just Thanks. Do you know Mary Jane for like ads for like Quinn and other things? She'll get DMs that are like, hey, would you say this word combination on air for, for my ears? <laughs> this word combination. What's your most requested word combination? Um, banana custard. <laughs> <laughs> now would somebody have had to pay you for that yeah okay i'm gonna start an OnlyFans, just where i say whatever people just like email me the sickest shit and i'll yeah. read it just for you yo some people send exist? you a paragraph to jack off to yeah i would do that i mean because i don't really want to like take pictures of myself but i would read whatever you read. want me to say you want me to say something incredibly messed up that's just for you send me money and i will do it <laughs> i'm big on the audible as well like yeah. so it's not even about the, the i mean listen yeah, yeah. i i would draw the line at some certain house oh houseboat i just got a sign from producer mark to say how much that. does he pay, charge that boy mark that'll be five dollars you can buy mommy thank you i was gonna say like i wouldn't read just anything like you couldn't send me anything but um i would read some weird stuff yeah yeah Sweet. Okay. Well, that actually ties into our news story this week. Oh, okay. What's because our news story? if you wanted to read it to us, you did write it. Oh, <laughs> I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. That's right. The news story this week. You stirred a couple pots, Mary Jane. Love stirring a pot. Mm -hmm. Our news story this week is from High Times, and there is a section called Weirdos. Shout out John Capetta. Mm -hmm. And um, this week's uh, Weirdos is We Don't Have to Agree but you can't tell me this isn't a good thing when it comes to Biden's big announcement. It is a win for weed, wrote Mary Jane Gibson. Mm -hmm. And then uh -huh. it, all the comments seem to disagree. Well, yeah. so yeah, it's so, and we wanted this to be our news story so we can talk about your news too, Roger, about, you know, Biden's announcement and, you know, just like what exactly is going on with weed being criminalized in the U.S. And mm -hmm. so I was just saying in this, so Capetta, who's the VP of content, mm -hmm. started this column. That's basically a place for once a week someone gets to rant about something. Love it. We love and that. I wrote a piece about sexism a few months ago. Love Got everyone real mad. They were like, sexism, sexism is a myth. Go make me a sandwich, <laughs> <What>? bitch. <laughs> 
that was the irony of it. It's like, oh. do you guys realize by even commenting, you perpetuate what this, what this, what the article is saying? Just keep that shit to yourself, bro. It was amazing. It was amazing. And then the, uh, so, it was amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, high five was, on yeah, that. thank you, man. I was, oh, it's just so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Racism uh, and sexism don't exist in this shit. Don't like, exist. They don't. Let's just be honest. Take it under the chin. And oh, go ahead. Fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, oh, so much to say about all of it. But yeah, so basically, this that's a space to rant. So uh, Capetta said, if I wanted to do another one, I could. So I chose to rant about Biden. And his announcement, everyone meeting it with like this collective sort of like, it's not enough. Like nobody is saying what it is, which I, my point was that I think it is a historic moment that we should just acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And of course there's a shit ton to be done. Mm -hmm. And we all know that Biden was the architect of so many of the policies that Mm -hmm. hurt people. Like we can acknowledge all that Mm -hmm. and we can still say, this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And people didn't agree. (laughs) No, I completely agree. I've had the conversation, of course, because when I got the news, I had already had this random, weird scenario in my mind. Um, and just to to give the tie-in, I was arrested in June in Florida for cannabis possession. And um, apparently 20 grams is a felony there. So I was being charged with felony possession. And um, this was all based and found through violation of my Fourth Amendment rights. So um, they didn't, they didn't go ahead. Walking or driving? I was driving, not driving when it happened, um, driving at a gas station, stopped to get gas and food and pee and all that, was going back to Orlando from Miami after visiting a friend and hadn't been smoking because I know how the South is. So I'm in an outfit though, potent goods, <laughs> super cute, like flyer ass silk outfit with weed leaves and palm trees on, on like this. I can cool see it billowing in the breeze. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so get in the car, police officers already at the gas station. He stops me as soon as I'm leaving the gas station. He follows me out of the gas station. He actually almost hits a car trying to follow me. And so he stops me and I'm like, okay, sir, what's going on? And he's like, oh, it's okay. You're not getting a ticket. I just, you almost caused an accident leaving. And I'm like, sir, you almost caused an accident <laughs> leaving. And and furthermore, can I go? And he doesn't let me go. Actually, the situation escalates to five cars on the scene within the next maybe five minutes. Whoa. And one of them has a canine in the car. Whoa. And um, and so they asked for permission to search. Well, they asked me, he asked me to get out the car. Um, I tell him this is not routine. Da, 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 da. He tells me that I need to get out the car. The other officers are really not nice at all. So they're, I'm out of the car while they're, search, while they're running my ID. He says he has a K-9. Can he search my car? And I say no. Um, and, and for all these other reasons that I know, shout out to the Delta 9 and, and hemp in general, we have a hemp farm in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So like, not that there would be any hemp material in the car, but I know that I, I use CBD. I might have a box of cannabis underneath the seat, but that's not your business to see if you don't, if you don't have a reason for stopping me, a reason for doing these things. If my car doesn't smell like weed, it's not probable cause, all of those things. So, and you you knew all this because just your education. Like I think a lot of people getting pulled over wouldn't necessarily know that all of that was true. Well, I knew that he didn't have any reason. Like I know, it, I mean, uh, uh, it's funny because if you imagine me. In L.A., I'm riding, smoking a, a blunt. Like, mm-hmm. I do that. 
Um, that's not necessarily something that is is legal, but LA cops are different. LA is just different. In Florida, I'm not riding smoking a blunt. I'm in my mom's car, so it doesn't smell like weed. If you have probable cause, I might understand like, hey, this car smells like something. Then you get the opportunity to to dig into what your 50-50 chance is and guessing what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes into the, they find the, the cannabis and um, they arrest me for the cannabis. I go to jail. All, the, the judge even says in the arraignment, I don't find probable cause for your arrest, but I have to set a fine for you having this felony amount of of cannabis Mm -hmm. so have to find an attorney all these things i i had always had this real random thought in my head that said i will be going through this while federal legalization happens and then here comes a couple of weeks ago and joe biden puts out this statement that um he's he's pardoning or he's doing what he's done everybody's read the the things and they have their own feel on it if it was enough i text my lawyer immediately i watched the video and i knew that mine wasn't a felony i mean a, a federal offense right but i text my lawyer immediately and i'm like hey what does this mean for me and it was just like (laughs) nothing (laughs) it means it means absolutely nothing for you right Mm -hmm. and i get that and i'm like okay i i didn't i didn't think that it necessarily applied but how does your governor feel maybe like what are the local politics on how this might go and it still didn't give much hope because with florida being a red state it's, it's going to be it's right? going to be fighting what what Biden's working on anyway. Right. So I didn't even have much hope and even seeing Britney Griner in this time it was just like, "Ooh, I don't know where this could go." People say you're going to be all right and I'm like, "Yes, I'm all right because I live, but what could be that the next outcome of what's going on?" And um so when the 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 deci- the things came out from Biden, it's like there's so many people that you could have impacted, but I understand how politics work and it's always like, what can I do that's the least and be able to seem like the most because we have to go stair steps. It can't just be breaking down a wall. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the, the acknowledgement, especially whenever you've been that person, like you said, that's done all these previous things of like, you know, establishing the war on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's good that you're acknowledging that you're starting somewhere, but like, you know, I think that it's the the responsibility is now not to be mad at what was done is to be excited about what else can be done soon. And so when it came to me, um, fortunately the police body cam was on my side. The police were making jokes about smoking diamonds because I had some really nice flour with me. So they were making jokes about how they were going to be smoking what they confiscated from me. And, um, and of course I know, you know, the pop brothers at law, we know shut the fuck up, but that only works so long in communication. So everything that I said was in, um, just on my side to be able to let the prosecutor watch the tape. And my judge, my attorney had already requested a request, um, for suppression of the the things that were not able to be used because they were violation of my fourth amendment rights found Mm -hmm. and so when the prosecutor watched it they didn't even have a rebuttal they dropped all the charges all the all the everything i don't even have to go back out there my attorney had already been saying even with a good solution i would have to come back out there Mm -hmm. and i think that he didn't have just like he didn't know and have the confidence that I knew that I, the body cam proved. Yep. So that was just, you know, a really cool moment. Of, oh man. Yeah. Like I thought that they would try to find a way to bring me back for classes or mediation or have some fees or fines. And 
and I don't even know the word that they used to um, <laughs> to to kind of declare what it was, but I'll I'll show you because it's a pretty dope little document because it's that's cool. Yeah, me versus Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yo, let's let's get that blown up and framed. Come yeah. on, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, also, while you no probus, oh, yeah. no probus. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Look at that word. Uh. Nole prosequi, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much just the abandonment of like the, with the, by the fully nullified mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa! I hereby certify, respectfully submitted. This is very legal. It's very legal. There's a lot of numbers and letters and dates, and this is official as fuck. I make. I, I think it's <laughs> actually gonna be my background. It should be. Yeah, Hell, yeah. That's huge. Well, and when did that happen? That was on Monday. November 17th, uh, October 17th. Okay. And my next court date was supposed to be October 18th. Oh. And I was like, I was hitting my attorney up. My mom and I were hitting my attorney up just like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, prosecutors are always backed up by their books. So they're not really looking at what's going on with you until they have to look at what's going on with you. So um, I was supposed to have a court date in August and that would have got it out the way sooner. But then they postponed to October and you know this was just like thank god this was a thank god moment like i I mean and and i felt so much support from our community on this like there was a uh thc design um yeah so um i i literally just told a few people one of those people was jake um jake at at telos and and they just threw everything together jake and stephanie did so much they got thc designs speakeasy to be able to host us there we had a fundraiser we Mm -hmm. had um you know bico flower bar you could roll up your own i mean they had a rolling lady there for you we had artet at the bar um substance gave uh some bongs away potent goods which was the beautiful clothes that i was wearing they gave away jumpsuits and this is all in a fundraiser this is all on a fundraiser like i felt and if i'm being honest like i didn't know how to navigate through and i went straight from florida back to la so like my family was in Florida with me, but I didn't get to have any like family moments. So like, honestly, my family does, didn't even really, my mom and dad were there and my cousins, um, a couple of them, but like my core people that, you know, if you're at home and you crying on somebody's, are you talking to your friends? Like they didn't even really know what happened because I, I got so supported by our community in this cannabis thing. And, and I felt that that was like, I mean, I couldn't even show enough gratitude. Like I felt like it was my birthday, but it was also Christmas. And it was also just like, you know, a baby was being born and (laughs) just all those joyful moments. It was, it was really, it was, it was, it was, I couldn't even believe how it happened. So like, I got so much gratitude and love for just everybody in this thing that is this cannabis community because, you know, it has its up and downs, yeah. but like it we sure are, does. we are what we show up for with each other. And That's I a- can only just show gratitude. Like, you know, it was beyond me. That's so good to hear about the cannabis community because I just, you know, I, I think everyone's so stressed out all the time and they feel so squeezed out by the community that became the industry. Mm-hmm. And so to hear about like people just showing up truly for you in service of something that has nothing to do with anything but community. Yeah. And it was a week's so notice. Cool. It was a week's notice. That thing was full. Like, mm. I mean, we, Christina from Fruit and Flower yeah. made some delicious, like she had a bake sale and it was just, she made my, I, I don't like chocolate that much. 
hate me. But <laughs> she made my favorite cookies, which are like a peanut butter cookie with a white chocolate chip. Ooh, and yum. I mean, she sold out of, she made way more than that. But her and Wendy, I mean, 64 and Hope came oh, and yeah. those girls Shout were- Shout them were, out. I mean, it was so much love that I just am like- that, that that's what the cannabis community is about there mm-hmm. is industry but like being able to identify the community within the industry like not even letting them replace one another being able to to really identify the two and and like know when you're showing up for the community and know when you're doing things that are you know maybe work and industry wise you know yes. community and industry that's the best thing i've heard in a long time to like really find the community in the industry we all know the people in the Mm -hmm. industry who are the real part Mm -hmm. of the community and it's and it is easy to see and once you know how to look you can really find your people you can find your tribe Mm -hmm. it's like this is this makes me happy because like even (laughs) even more shout outs um like Lucy and Geza, this couple that I've just known in this cannabis space, they have they were launching a whole nother initiative in the time. And Gez is this amazing artist. He had these custom Adidas that was like, you know how sneakerheads do. I'm in here in a, a ASOS boot. So sneakerheads, they are gonna they charge out for their like for the he had this beautiful custom Adidas that he gave away for the raffle. Whoa. It was insane. So, like, long story short, all of my attorney's fees were covered by, with the fundraiser. And as long as I didn't have to go to court, that would be no other procedures, no other fees. So, wow. like, yeah, it was it was a mind blowing. Like, so this this past week has been just big celebrations with with everybody. You know, it's been pre up to Halloween, yeah. but everybody's like, "Oh, congratulations!" This is like, and it's like, no, us congratulations. Thank you because. You were kind of a, a crutch when I didn't even I couldn't walk for real. Like I yeah. just been in this space where yes, I was out and about, but it was just doing those run of the mill things. I wasn't really. I mean, you heard Mark say I've been glowing this whole week, and that's because <laughs> I'm I'm that type of person. But since June, I had this stagnant energy of just like this this crazy gaslight of being in one place and being punished for one thing and then going back home and having to use that thing to make money and pay rent and then also pay for your this situation to be over with it's mind like, fuck yeah it's yeah. a big mind fuck that but is a fucking mind fuck to see you know actual justice happen and like not ego prevail and not like you know just these other things that we all know happen to happen i was just like Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I haven't said congrats yet. Massive congrats! No, yeah. thank you so much. Like, it's fuck. Um, I'm so like, Wonderful. this is June. It's summertime. Let's be outside. Let's go crazy. Let's create. Let's build. Like all those people that that I mean, you know, I, not even that there's a thing for a thing, but like I already know who my angels are, so I'm looking forward to being there for them and yeah. just like, you know. It, yeah. it gives me a great energy for this thing that is new. Cannabis is still so young. Yeah. And so for this to happen to me so early in this time, it it kind of gives me a whole nother motivation when, you know, I felt like I was having a really good momentum in, even in June. And I got like, okay, now, now I don't really know what to do. Cause, mm-hmm. Do you um, get this kind of love from your family and the family you were raised in? Yeah, my family is really great. So um, we, I was raised on a farm. My dad was born on the land that we farm hemp on now, actually. So Culture Valley Farm is a thing that I, I spend a lot of time in L.A., but I also spend a lot of time in Alabama. We grow hemp on the land that my dad 
uh, for all his life cultivated horses, cows, chickens, pigs, goats, the garden, all the food that we grow. Um, and so did you grow you grew up on this farm? Grew up on the farm. I just moved here maybe 12 years ago. So did you it was that real farm life like you ate what you grew and you were like we, living off the farm? Not everything totally? that we grow but like we have four deep freezers. One is deer, one is beef, one is um pork, one is like chicken and other things. Wow. Have you reached under a hen? Oh, I reach under hens on the regular. <laughs> Do you really reach under hens? Uh, I've I, never I, reached under a hen. I'm going to Alabama tomorrow. And we have over thirty hands that will Scott, all get. Will you send a video under. of you being reached? I'll under show you a video. You have one. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was reading too. You have goats. I have goats, um, and they have crazy names, right? I do have a, a a few. I have little Bill, Chill Bill. Most of them are are variations of Bill, mm -hmm. and it's not all of the goats. It's just the ones that um, I like goats more than dogs. That kind of gravitate to me. Oh, that's little Bill. That's little Bill. Yeah. Oh my God. Goats are so goats are cute. Goats over dogs. We sure. have a <laughs> we have Crazy goats and cute. dogs. The dogs are really cute too. Cause this is Junie. Oh my god! How many generations back does this farm go? Yeah, um, at least three generations. Wow. Um, the whole cool. town is like it's it's kind of crazy. We have this little um this little town on the Alabama Tennessee line that um that. My 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 dad grew up. Well, my dad was born there, and even generations of his like all just owned land there. So imagine like towns of black land ownership. And fortunately, my parents have always held on to it. Yeah. And, and even well, and also sorry to interrupt, but like if I think the math of three generations, I don't know when the Emancipation Proclamation happened. However, black land ownership in Alabama is like yeah. Whoa. I mean, I my dad told me stories about people trying to come and repossess their land and say that they weren't even paying on it and him having to go in like my granddad telling him to go in the room and get his shoebox from under the bed and it being torn pieces of brown paper bags that say 10 cents paid today or a uh, dollar paid today the fucking or, receipts. You know, yeah those were receipts and them being able to retain the land based on that so um that's been a legacy property but my dad also bought land attached to that where he was born and so he's just getting getting more and more pieces of it which is cool to me and like you know when the 2018 farm bill happened it was like well I am always smoking for sure, but also when I'm going back, I'm trying to get my parents to understand like how cannabis and not just cannabis weed, but cannabis hemp is super helpful to like daily routine life. And mm -hmm. so I say, you know, the things that we're paying like this $70 for this much of a little something, we can grow it out here. So we, um, we, the, the National Black Farmers Association had a thing that Rohan Marley was speaking on, telling about the, the importance of hemp at that same week that I was kind of telling my parents about that. And it was in Alabama. So they went and checked it out and we applied and we got our LLC and Culture Valley Farms was born. And so we've been growing hemp on that farm since 2018. And that gave me a reason to go back and forth and back and forth yeah. rather than just be here pursuing the modeling and acting thing. Because people always ask me, what are you doing here? You know, you have access to all these things out there. But to me, it's about kind of making agriculture sexy again. So bringing, <laughs> yes. bringing this like romanticized version of, um, you know, I like to I, I really appreciated being able to smoke my own weed, but grow my own weed. And like if you do that with your own food, you kind of find this new romanticized version of how life can exist and have you done that hemp photo shoot yet oh man 
I've I've done some hemp photo shoots. We haven't we're so we're very much um in the in the research phase. We're partnered with Alabama AM University on our oh, hemp nice. research. So we're growing different varieties every year just to see which strains grow good in the area mm-hmm. and what will be perfect for what different reasons. So some t- a, a lot of times we haven't even had that full cover that you want to to be able to do it and and some most of them aren't even good for flower. They're like industrial hemp, so thicker stalks and like not as cool looking. Yeah. Lush and then what nuts. happens with that? What are you doing with that industrial hemp? Some concrete? Um, we like that's the biggest things for us is to be able to figure out what we can grow great there and then be able to do I, I would like to have the fibers, mm-hmm. the, the the to be able to really have I mean it's no no place that you can get a cost efficient hemp shirt to do like, you know, just t shirts for people. And mm-hmm. um, I mean hemp creed of course is a beautiful thing. Hemp wood is a beautiful thing. And so I wanna go back to the fashion part. Mm-hmm. Only because like mm-hmm. fast fashion, upcycling, like all these things are tr- like fast fashion is a massive problem. Mm-hmm. But then like upcycling to me is kind of bullshit. Like it looks cool, but it's like you're making one of one yeah. out of five things. Like it just there's no it takes too much time. Yeah. But the idea of using hemp for fibers to make actual fashion and get away from like cotton and all these fucked up materials would be yeah. such a cool idea. Such a great idea. Like I don't even have really shirts out right now because I don't want to use cotton shirts and hemp shirts are expensive as fuck. Fuck, mm-hmm. are they really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but those are things that we, you know, we want to be able to to really make the market and really not even corner the market, just make the market there and let it be a thing that can survive. How well, many? Uh, oh, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. but Balenciaga just dropped Kanye. So Ganja Guru might need they to do. sweep in with some hemp right. fashion. We Balenciaga. need to get some hemp for them. Demna, are you listening? <laughs> <Yes>. Let's go. <laughs> what was your question? You were I don't know. It. I have so many questions. I, well, I really want to know how big the farm is. Um, So it's about this. It's legacy property. And then it's where my dad bought. So mm-hmm. like, Overall, it's about 75 acres. That's so much. We grow only on five acres of hemp. Okay. Um, we got like a just little little grow that we're doing there, but the rest of it is like woods and mountains and pastures and like just the craziest, most beautiful thing. I was telling you my mullein tea grows there. There's like elderberry that grows on the property and like- What's in mullein tea? Mullein tea is what I drink. It's a natural bronchiodilator. So mullein is a herb just like- anything that you know we any other herbs we mm-hmm. love herbs <laughs> so um mullen is a natural bronchodilator it's a big furry leaf some sometimes you um, people call it lamb's ear because it's a huge soft it actually used to be doubled as tissue um if you're in the in the in the wilderness and you mm-hmm. didn't have tissue it's super soft um, but you can take that dry it steep it in your tea and i mean it's the best thing especially if you're smoking blunts it's going to be a a, a good thing to refresh your palate every day and is that do you get that leaf on your property Mm -hmm. like on yeah i mean you can get it literally anywhere but um yeah mullen grows on the farm wild it's crazy because this ties so deeply mm -hmm. into how we always talk about how important home grow is Mm -hmm. yeah as like biden and everyone after biden makes those incremental steps towards whatever it's going to be hopefully decrim Mm -hmm. like home grow you got to keep that shit unlocked and always have it that's pretty they're called beauty berries and they grow on the farm wild and they're like a cousin to the elderberry 
and it's it's just it's the most crazy place ever so like in addition to the hemp stuff we're working on like this agrotainment initiative to be able to come in and have people have access to tours there and like a little camping weekend where we can do a little uh, sound bath and yoga and smoke some hemp and um and really enjoy the nature and kind of bathe yourself and refresh Uh, yourself in those types of things this sounds so ideal do you follow the black forager yes i love her i I want her to come to the farm I was just gonna say, do you know her? her? She's so fuck yeah! I watched her TED talk. It was so good. Oh, she's so fucking smart and cool and funny and amazing. I've never met her. Where is she located? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the forest. Yeah, the forest. Sometimes I feel like she's in the Pacific Northwest, but I think she's just kind of like traveling around. It's so crazy Mm because I'm always seeing mushrooms that are on the farm. I'm like, can I eat this or not? Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't die, don't die, idiot. Happy snacking, don't die. I'm like, yes, but a lot of things that like, I mean, people like her definitely encourage my journey because there's so many things that we can we have access to it's wild if like if and if you need the capitalistic side of it you can sell this stuff like you know yeah. um it's it's not it's not that you i mean i'm I, I always am so grateful like i don't take for granted that my parents like they were able to hold on to the things that that they were like grown up in mm-hmm. and it's cool because my dad still doesn't have a cell phone he's this country guy he's a just a farmer to the bone like he wakes up he goes and reaches under under hens awesome. <laughs> and like we, i mean that's all he does is his farm things every day so if i want to talk to him it's talking on the house phone um and like that's where i come from so being able to like i said earlier make this this highway less less stressful because it's only four hours away and actually just right outside of LA right outside of most major cities you have these agricultural like safe havens but we get driven driven into this like kind of consumption culture and work is your I mean your work is your worth and uh, I'm finding that we can find ways outside of that and that's what this is it's been really refreshing to to be back and forth between there and here especially during the pandemic having that family time but also having that time to work and and this be what the work is yeah and um yeah it's crazy what an interesting few years this has been for you yeah no for sure yeah (laughs) i mean even just like on on a weekly basis when i just swipe through my phone it's like this is crazy Because, I mean, you know, even, I mean, just since we, we've met, mm-hmm. it's been a long road. Like, and I mean, we met probably after June. I feel like right around June. It yeah. Must have been, yeah. Because, yeah, it had mm-hmm. to be right after June. Because I think, T- no, here was the first time. Mm-hmm. But THC Design was where we saw each other again That's in right. person. And, yep. and um, yeah. It's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Wow. This whole summer has been a a telenovela yeah <laughs> you For know real. but um but that's what life is i always say like it's really cool that we get to do this thing and we chose to do this thing because intention is very important so like i look at it as like the prohibition film and nobody wants to watch a whack prohibition movie like if when we look at alcohol prohibition we know which ones are whack nobody wants to watch a whack one so we got to have True those that. up and downs because cannabis is going to be a way better story it's going to be a lot more um to risk and we're helping people like alcohol is cool like i know it can be helpful as well but but cannabis is a whole nother medicine that we get the opportunity to like you know i I don't know if i would want 
alcohol, peanut butter, marshmallow cookies or <laughs> and and snacks like but it's so diverse. It's like it's here for our bodies. Our bodies can communicate with it and and it's therapeutic, but it's also wellness and spiritual yeah. and physical. So like it's it's dope. It's it's really cool to It's holistic. It's, it is. it's everything. It's yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool to be a part of it and it be a part of us like some I take all of the things that happen like with a grain of salt because it's like it's not personal. It's just part of the journey, you know. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who are you? I think like yo, like I'm sitting here because I'm so you got me so high. The <laughs> duality of everything we've talked about in this episode is like swimming over me because we're talking about like. I don't know. Sorry, but we start with like talking about the moon and the sun gods, mm-hmm. and then it's like Biden can be an evil person when it comes to drug laws and now he can also try to make change both things can be true this whole episode is like both things can be true everything mm-hmm. la and true. alabama it duality can all be all. true the duality, duality is crazy in this episode. that's yeah. like the the theme of life honestly is duality like mm-hmm. uh, my mom worked for the cia not cia dia so there's defense intelligence agency she just retired from 50 years of defense intelligence agency and my dad is a farmer who doesn't have a cell phone so like the duality has always been a key part of like what life is and 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 more than one thing can be true good and bad is only relative to the perspective you have you know so if you have that that's a perspective that's a, a super like super key for me and i just try to make sure that that i'm 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 doing what is good to me at the time and can yeah. be good for other people because yeah you just have me thinking about how, like, m- my meditation practice is currently, like, just trying to sit in the middle of everything mm-hmm. and be really, and feel everything, like, around me and not feel, because sometimes I feel so isolated and on the fringe and, like, moving toward the center. And part of that is acknowledging the duality of, like, I don't know, I'm also stoned and thinking Good about, bad. like, that that meditation practice it's- of, like really trying to see that that duality mm-hmm. and and let it be okay yeah it's it's literally the and dopest thing exist. people yeah. try to like dead the bad and it's like let that shit exist when you try to fight something it's gonna fight you back mm-hmm. let it exist and find ways that it can exist in its best version like you want your good to exist in its best version let your bad also exist in its best version <laughs> But, like, you don't want those things to be detrimental to other people, and right. you don't want it to have to deal with the consequences of those things. So find ways that you can do those, mm-hmm. and then everybody's happy. And then both sides support each other. Like, you know, I, I, I try to always find that that silver lining or look at, at, at things from the other person's shoe, and, and I feel like sometimes we get in, in our ego and don't do that. Don't try to, like, you know, acknowledge that other thing. And that will make, you know, resistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, it's it's all of that is cool. Mm-hmm. The good in, is, in me is cool and the bad in me, sometimes it's cool. Like, that's what protects yeah. me sometimes, you yeah. know. Sometimes you guys stick up for yourself and it mm-hmm. might feel bad, but it's actually the best thing for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to listen to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to throw a punch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay. But you want to know how to do it where mm-hmm. you don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, whatever was trying to hurt you is going to hurt you anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. That's like when we went through this metal detector the other night, um, and it was kind of all for show. Mm -hmm. Like the metal detector, the security, it was all for show. But there was a big box of vapes Uh next to the metal detector, and I just kept mine in my pocket. I was like, fuck y'all. Like, And Mary Jane goes, did you see all those vapes? Did you get yours in? I was like, 
yeah, I just never took it out. Like yeah. I'm here to think about myself, not be too honest right now. Yeah. If you're too honest, you get your vape in a bin. You so get your vape taken. Yeah, you got to think about you sometimes. Yeah, I agree 100%. 100%. If you can't be there for you, you can't be there for nobody else. There it is. So Fucking I'm awful. sure other people got to take advantage of your vape. In the- yeah, I, I sure did. See? Yeah, and then I took that great picture of all those hot people under the tree. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. because I really want to see that picture. You should. I hope they, they find should me. definitely tag you. I w- I don't. They don't know how because Mike prevented me from running up and screaming my Instagram <laughs> handle at them. He was like, "Please don't." <laughs> um, is this a good spot for cream corner before we wrap? This yes. is. Okay. This is, okay. Um. Well, should we say like what our forever? I don't even remember we what were it was. Say, at this our point. cream corner was going to say a dish that we would name after ourselves, oh. or a dish that we would name for <laughs> ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or yes. could we also do like a food or a drink? Like if it's broccoli, sure. just change your name to broccoli. <laughs> I think it was like if you walk into a restaurant. Restaurant and you ordered the Mike Glazer, what would that dish Brock- be? Was the okay. idea. Got it. Okay. But you can okay. say whatever you want. We're making this up. Okay. You know, there are no rules. Yeah, I agree. True. Okay, great. Um, okay, so you go first, though. Oh, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, but um, I think based on everything we talked about today, uh, it would be some kind of like delicious popcorn with a bunch of different seasonings and spices and a lot of acid on it. That's as far as I've gotten. But I think like I'm a fun dude, but you got to kind of triangulate with me and meet me halfway in my own brain. And popcorn's a real triangulation to eat. Mm -hmm. And then I like lemony things, so... I would want some acid and I like spice because I can be a little spicy and get in fights just because I'm bored. So I pick them. Uh, and uh, I think there's like, there's a lot of me in popcorn. So my forever food would be like popcorn by Mike Glazer. Okay. Wow. I like that. I feel so shitty about mine now. <laughs> you, you know what yours is? I kind of know what mine Let's is, hear it. but I laughed at myself for it because I had to change it in the process. I had to change it in the process because at first it was going to be a shrimp salad. And I was like, I couldn't be a shrimp salad. (laughs) (laughs) So immediately had to change. So we're going to go with a power bowl. It'd be like a grain bowl. Yeah. A fire ass grain bowl. There would be like quinoa, herbs, decarbed herbs, some Mm. avocado, like, you know. Roasted squash? Mushrooms, definitely. Okay. Um, Absolutely. Definitely corn. Okay. I love corn not cream corn but like some roasted corn <laughs> roasted corn we could go roasted squash too yeah yeah roasted so, squash okay. as well um some fresh tomatoes heirloom tomatoes Ooh. yeah yeah that's my like what's your drizz oh. um oh a cilantro pesto yeah, yeah. Would, delicious would, would it be called the ganja guru or the roger Stone? it would just be the guru the guru the i would guru. order the fucking guru yeah the turducken of tacos mark says <laughs> Mark is crazy. Producer (laughs) Mark says the turducken of tacos. (laughs) What is a turducken? Uh, That is the thing where a... A turkey duck. It's a duck stuffed into a chicken stuffed into a turkey, right? I think. I really hate that. Yeah. I know. I hate that too. With my dick through the middle. (laughs) I just hate that. That seems like so much. I don't know what the turducken of tacos meant, but that was very funny. Um, Okay. So the guru is this grain ball. And the Mike Glazer is this. Just like a big sloppy bowl of popcorn. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, The Mary Jane is. A bento box that has 
like 18 different areas (laughs) (laughs) and it's got everything (laughs) everything you can imagine it's got everything it's got the cold lettuce with the orange ginger carrot dressing on it that's a delicious first bite it's got a little spot for some miso soup all the starters then it's got some shumai it's got pickled radishes it's got edamame it's got seaweed salad okay it's got some um nigiri and then it's got some fried california roll which is my new favorite indulgence. Okay. This, I didn't know you could fry sushi. Yeah. And I I'm was, from Alabama. Oh, that my God. I started. <laughs> really? Uh, my first job was at a sushi bar called Miso Hungry. And no. I, only, <laughs> I only got a job there because they had these LED light name tags that just scrolled across and you could put whatever you wanted to on your name tag. And they fried some sushi there. Yeah. They fried sushi like nobody's business. I just rocked my world. (laughs) I, yeah, I I will spend a lot of money on fried sushi. Yeah. I, so that's, yeah, in my bento box. And then there's got to be a little like a green tea mochi dessert situation or some kind of like, or a green tea cookie, maybe. Mm. Definitely some dessert. Have you had green tea fried ice cream? What are you talking about? Okay. (laughs) No. What is it? You ring your hands. Green tea fried ice cream. Say that. Yeah. Green tea. Green tea fried ice cream. Yeah, think about it. (laughs) All right. It's great. Okay, Uh, this is a great cream corner. New pitch instead of OnlyFans. Yeah. We send you menus. Okay. And you just read like menus. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because like if I handed you a Denny's menu and you were doing like a, if you read the Denver omelet. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cream Um, corn. Cream (laughs) corn. Denver omelet. What is that, ham? <laughs> Tomatoes. That was so great. Just That's all you have to say. With, with Mushrooms. Sam. There's all sorts of goodness in there. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm going to – this is a new project. I need some I need some money. This, yeah. this could be a side hustle. I'll just read stuff. Turn your For side whoever wants me to. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 100%. Well, that, that was our cream corner. We- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking best ever. I know we've got a wrap. I know we've got buds of the week before we go. We do. Um, I was going to say one more loop that I needed to close for myself before we did buds of the week. Okay. You have your lawyer on text. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is such a good lesson for anyone in the weed world. Have your one, have a lawyer Two, have them on fucking text. Mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about that. That's such a great idea. Yeah. He wasn't my lawyer before I was arrested in Florida. But you got a lawyer. But I got a lawyer and we text a lot. That's so I mean sick. not a lot, but like after after the Florida situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just wanted to shout that out because I was like, oh fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to have someone in your corner. Oh yeah. And I mean your your rights were trampled and ignored, and that's why the case was thrown out. But it also and you knew your rights, but also just a reminder to everyone, know your rights when you get yeah. pulled over, know that yeah. you can refuse a search and yeah. you know. They had me in a catch twenty two. I had no idea that a, that twenty grams was a felony anywhere. Mm. Like I had no idea that. Tw- I mean, I knew that it could be like it. W- it was like an offense, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that it would be a felony to have twenty grams. It's like, especially in a medical state. I knew Florida was a medical state mm-hmm. that people could buy medical marijuana in that day. So I didn't. I, I had no idea that just having this box that was eighths packaged and and this beautiful letter that says hey ganja guru welcome to the family we're so excited for you to try these new strains i had no idea that that would be something that would be like felony wow yeah i had no idea for that but like you know i I know how to not incriminate yourself via the words that you say i know that a a canine can't tell the difference between hemp and weed um i know that if i don't tell them that they can search the car well they still let the dog search the car anyway 
They said I could give them consent to search the car themselves. Or if I didn't do that, then the canine could sniff. And then if the canine scented anything, then they had permission to search the car. And I'm like, that's weird because that's a vibe. I mean, with, with it being a, with hemp being legal everywhere and canines can't tell the difference between hemp and, and weed. That's a setup. That's Mm -hmm. a catch 22 situation. I've also heard that like, they can get their dogs to bark just so that they bark and absolutely. Shit. Like, how can you not get your I'm dog like, to bark? I I literally said whenever they asked me the question, and I'm like, officer, you're gonna do exactly what you want to do. And like I said, I'm not that religious anymore, but I am an actor that came out here, so I'm like, our Father who art in heaven. I start reciting the Lord's prayer. Forgot it. I completely <laughs> forgot it after after five words in. But you know, um, you know, they they play and we play too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I knew I knew that. Fortunately, they were talking and they didn't. They were not about to be those officers that were um, combating somebody that's not combating. I'm literally hands laced. They're like, "Give us permission to search the car." I said, "You're gonna do exactly what you want to do." And I started reciting it. And then as soon as I got to like the words that I remembered, somebody said something. I just answered what they said. And um, they still took me to jail, though. But well fucking played. Well yeah. played. Well played. Because all of that was on body cam. All of that was on body cam. And like, fortunately, they had to they had to stand behind that. Yeah. And, and that was that's that's it. And, and that's the bigger lesson for people like fuck the police. But like. Don't ever like worry about going toe to toe with the police because they're the lowest on the totem pole. Like if you have to fight it in court, that's one thing. But like police will just be generally people that had a badass high school experience. And if you try to outsmart them, they'll take it out on you. Mm -hmm. So like get out of that situation in that day. But like, um, you know. Put your hands up. Say the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm so glad we got there now. Yeah. I'm so glad we just got there. Do you want to do Buds of the Week now? Yeah. Yeah? Sure. Okay. I just, I'm so glad we just got there. That mm-hmm. is such a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Dang. Do you want to go first or second? You go ahead. Okay. Do you know what Buds of the Week is? Kind of just based on you saying it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who's your bud this week? Or what is your bud this week? Shout something out that people should fuck with. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to shout out... Um. Everybody that I already said, yeah. Everybody that I said as the shouts out because they fuck with me. I'm I fuck with them. So everybody from that, but also Evelyn LaChapelle. That's my homegirl in the in the weed world. She just did her first pitch competition. Whoa! And I'm really excited. Like you know, I I was just looking at on Instagram last night. So it was. um, What is she pitching? She's pitching for um the as the cannabis cannabis industry's weed lady, and um. And she did uh, a pitch. It was in NorCal somewhere, I think. Yeah. But I donated the money. The 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 votes are based on donations. So I was like, yes. Like, that was one of the first interviews that I did when I came into the cannabis world post clubhouse was on Evelyn LaChapelle. She's one that, shout out to the pardon. She got, you know, she didn't get pardoned at all. She did her 87 months. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, she's done time for cannabis and always here for the people that have done there done time and you can follow her on- at evelyn la chapelle mm-hmm. on instagram at 87 months on instagram um i'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there's a website out, yeah. out from there yeah awesome yeah love that my butt of the week this week is tony filonenko f-i-l-o-n-e-n-k-o you're not going to remember that but it's my butt of the week at tony filonenko a ukrainian who lives in amsterdam who i met on the plane back from amsterdam to l.a 
she was coming here to LA and she hooked me up with a JBL speaker. She's a big deal at JBL. She was coming from a Martin Garrix concert. She had a full bag of stuff. We were hanging, we were chatting. I was telling her all these good restaurants to go to here in Los Angeles. And she goes, do you want a waterproof JBL speaker for your shower? And I go, fucking hell yeah. <laughs> and so I want to shout you out. I want to shout out JBL and I want to shout out Tanya because uh, without you, I, my showers wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not weird to say. It's just a thing to say, <laughs> but uh, to thank you. Yeah. Without you, my showers wouldn't be the same. But you know what I mean, but not mean by that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because yeah. okay. they won't be the same. They won't be the same. <laughs> and you know what I mean. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, great butt of the week. My butt of the week is at Holly Girl Does Hair on Instagram, who I found through our friend Lauren because Lauren had a cool shag cut. And then I went and saw Holly at her studio in Pasadena and she gave me a shag cut. Yeah. And I feel like a whole new, like I got a whole new vibe going. It's shaggy. Um, I like it. I really, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying like just feeling like kind of like a beachy California girl with mm-hmm. a, with a, you know, when you get a new haircut and you're just like, just mm, like what's that's up? right. That's what's up. What's, <laughs> what's up everyone. Up? Yeah. So uh, she's amazing. She's got like a crazy following on Instagram and she does like classes all around the country and stuff. So she's actually, I think she qualifies as a celebrity hairstylist. Um, she's very fancy and cool, but, uh, she, yeah, she's just giving this fucking wildly cool. I love this cut. So thank you, Holly. It's a great cut. Thanks. I love that. Thank you. Can I add one more butt? Yeah. Because I've been stuck on telenovelas all week. Yes. I said telenovelas earlier unconsciously. And I have to shout out. I couldn't come without shouting out Tammy, the Cannabis Cutie, and the the High Learning Book Club because she's had me stuck on the Jenny Rivera Mariposa de Barrio. It's the Hood Butterflies Jenny Rivera story. So I had to shout out Tammy. Hell yes. We love Tammy. She's just, yeah. Yeah. Just doing all the cool things. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And what are your plugs? Oh, my plugs. I am Roger. And since I told you guys all of my shit, I guess I'll give you my handles. I'm Roger this, but post cannabis, I'm Ganja Guru too. And um, yeah, that's me on Instagram at Roger this, the E is a three. Um, You can go to my website if you want to. It's GanjaGuruOfficial.com, Culture Valley Farms on Instagram, also CultureValleyFarms.net. Um, that's me. Everyone send flowers to you. Mm, I send flowers to y'all too. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much for coming and hanging with us. This has been like a, a minute Thank in the works. This so was dope. This it, we've been, we've been definitely like in so many close circles mm-hmm. and not gotten the chance to like, to really de- dig down deep. Yeah. So it's really dope that this was the first time that we actually got to dig we down got deep. To dig yeah. down deep, get to the roots. I have a, a question before we go that mm-hmm. I just popped into my head and i was like i need to know are you still on clubhouse i'm not on clubhouse anymore. <laughs> i'm not i haven't been r.i.p i still have the app on my phone just because sometimes i do reference asmr blunt sounds and i like to see what the what the club is doing is it just like a ghost world over there or there is there anyone there i think that they still do moan rooms over there if i'm not mistaken <laughs> i'm Something not sure Great. you remember the moan room i don't yes. know like it was, it was i do because people would make fake celebrity accounts and be like uh uh who's the dude from atlanta oh man oh, oh yeah lakeith stanfield is in the moan room <laughs> I think that was really him in the moan room. Really? I don't know if that was a fake account. I think it was really him. That's even better. I'm pretty sure it was really him. Sorry. That's 
I don't Fuck know yes. what any of this is. But <laughs> oh, it's... you would love it. It's a whole nother cream corner section. Like, okay. you know, if you, I mean, as you, in your audible tone, it might be competition. So that's why you don't know. <laughs> so like people would just get on and make their audible moans and mm. like there would be a contest, you know, there's the lines of people. So they just go down the line and people moan and people what like might cash out them money or whatever for their moans. Okay. Yeah, right. a lot. I missed my calling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank no, you thank so you guys much. so much. This has been a pleasure and a joy, and I can't wait to do it again. Awesome. Hell yeah. Come back anytime. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Follow yeah. us at Weed and Grub. Hit us up on email, wg at weedandgrub.com. Leave a review. Leave a bunch of comments underneath this one on Instagram because we want to blow this up, get the word out there. Um, follow you. And uh, Archie looks ready to go. So I guess <laughs> that's a wrap. It was weed over here. I had gotten scared that Archie had ate the weed. But yeah. it's underneath my phone. So it's he's, good. he's just sleeping on top of the weed like a dragon on it's his hoard good. of treasure. And I like that. <laughs> he's I like, like Smaug. I feel protected. <laughs> that's beautiful. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh